What do you do when confronted with a challenge in life, as we all are from time to time? Do you question your self-worth and doubt the value you add to this world? Or do you recognize your own imperfections and love yourself just as you are? Flawed, but strong. Willing to take a risk, put yourself out there, and be your authentic self. The choice belongs to you. This is Confident Closers with Anna Maria Sanin. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us right now. I am here with my co-host and good friend, Kevin Jimeno. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. And we have Miss Kelsey Ruckett with us today. Super excited to have her share with us uh, her journey. How you doing, Kelsey? Thank you for having me, guys. I am fantastic. Uh, Getting ready to move into my new house and certainly uh, feeling more ready for 2020 more than ever. How are you guys? Great. Everything's good. We have found an excuse in Miami to put on jackets because it dropped to like 60 something. So we're like, you know what? I've never worn this. Let me put this on. Keep rubbing it in over there, mister. <laughs> now, you just moved into a new house from you were living in Jersey and just went to a different house or you moved cities? Yeah, so we're, we're in the process of moving in, but uh, we moved cities, so Jersey to Jersey, but we're about 20 minutes from the beach, so I'll take it. <laughs> oh my gosh, totally awesome. Now, Kelsey, tell me a little bit about uh, currently what your career looks like. Anna has told me that you're one of the top people that's influenced her, mm-hmm. and she's heard, uh, and she's told me a lot about what you have done in your career. Why don't you let the audience know? Thank you, sister. That's awesome to hear. I I very much appreciate that. Um, You know, it's cool how you and I gotten connected and through as we're building businesses, growing a company, um, I spearhead business development over at Annie Mac Home Mortgage. So company growth, Um, people are my thing. Um, Super, super invested in understanding the goals, the dreams, the visions of what loan officers, what, what they're trying to obtain, and then developing that path on how to get there. So last year, 2019, I acquired over $450 million in annual volume of producers to Annie Mac. And that is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. So it's been awesome to have these, these living, thriving relationships, watching my producers hit new levels of life. I mean, you guys know, and when you grow your income, everything changes. And it's a matter of keeping up in inside as, as the world is changing outside. And uh, I think that's a little, maybe a little bit about what we're going to get into today. Awesome. Awesome. And so we know that it's taken years, right, for you to reach the position where you're at right now and uh, to be able to be part of the success of so many loan originators who have joined Animac. And so why don't we, why don't you share with us a little bit about your personal journey, uh, how you got started in the industry. And at the same time, um, we all know that uh, we deal with challenges, insecurities, or self-doubt. And so as we elevate ourselves to the next level. Um, just explain, you know, what that journey has looked like and what what has worked for you. Yeah. So I'll kind of shorten it up in a quick couple uh, timeline. So really started out 2014 as an executive assistant, came in, was assisting eight or nine um, senior leaders. Christine Beckwith was actually one of them at the time. And um, she was the only female and the rest are all, all males. Let me tell you, I adopted like nine older brothers. It was a 
fantastic opportunity to jump into a new business. I had no idea the process of of getting a mortgage. I didn't own a house. Um, I was purely, I'm I'm just going to jump in and, and hope that I'll spread my wings and fly. And as you and I both know, when it's fight or flight, you're going to fight and you're going to totally jump in and rock it. So um, for me, jumping into a hundred percent commission sales role was the scariest thing of my life. I mean, even my own mother and father were like, I don't think that's going to be a good idea. The stability isn't there. And they, they never had a sales gig and I don't blame them for looking out for their oldest daughter. And uh, so as I ended up taking that leap of faith and just totally counting on myself. Um, I started to really build a brand. So getting out there, first started LinkedIn. I'll admit I was one of those spam bots where I was just, you know, scripting and just sending the same message to everybody. And I'm like, copy, paste, copy, paste. Yeah. Like this ain't working. So jump back in it again. I'm like, I'm going to get in front of these people through video, jumped into video messaging, got into their worlds, added them on social, got you know, that friendship going and growing and just totally elevated it to kind of where I'm at today, where I've built trust. Um, There's a book called The Speed of Trust. And forgive me, I have to look up who who the author was. Um, My fiance just bought it. So... So let me ask you, because as you uh, started experiencing or allowing yourself to experience different platforms or do different things, did you you ever doubt yourself? Did you um, have moments where you actually questioned, I I mean... How do I look? How do I sound? Am I doing the right thing? Uh, Am I really like meant to do this or not? How did you handle if you ever, if you did ever have any of those thoughts? Oh yeah, I did. I jumped out into this world and, and I got a one bedroom apartment and I could, I was living off the skin of my teeth and I was living paycheck to paycheck. And I thought, you know what, if this doesn't work, I'll figure it out. And, um, it was scary because I was 22 years old when I jumped into the business right out of college and ended up, you know, really spending time with myself. Where do I want to take my vision, my purpose, where do I want to, how do I want to fulfill the, the purpose I feel that I've been called to do? And when it boiled down to really taking that jump and that leap, there were a lot of things that were coming across my plate. I'm young. I never lived through the crash. Um, I'm a female. You know, I never once in my own world at Annie Mac experienced um, anything negative about being a female. They always cheered me on, but there are outsiders in the business that certainly did. Um, And I had to fight through it in a classy and in the most poised way I could. Uh, But it certainly helped me strengthen my roots and dig deeper. I got a question for you, Kelsey. And this, and from a male perspective on the show, I'm curious when you first start off and you said you walked in and you had to work with, nine other male energy in in the room and then you just had one um female to on the team that you can kind of lean on is that different or do you think it would have been different if you would have walked into a room and the numbers were opposite what's the dynamic when from a female's perspective because i'm curious as a male in a business setting how that actually affects mm. It's a really good question. Um, I would say that from a from a feeling of having the guidance and the belief in me, super strong. I think men, 
handle situations maybe a little bit differently from a thicker skin or maybe not as emotionally attached. Um, and I don't mean that negative or positive. I just, it's just a fact that no, it's I, true. It's so true. And me in business as a male, like I have that challenge when working with, and I have a, a, do I say pretty much 80% female team? So I'm surrounded by the opposite numbers, which is why I asked the question. And it is a challenge because I need to try to connect emotionally sometimes and it's not easy for me. Yeah. At the same time, my leaders teach on emotion. Um, so you kind of see both where it's thick in my skin and it's helped me get sharper where I'm able to see it from both angles. Um, I think having a female voice over the phone can sometimes come across more nurturing, um, can sometimes really let people's guards and walls fall down where uh, maybe different than, than a male, but then I have male teammates who crush it, who do a great job. So it's tough to say, but in my personal world, um, I wouldn't change a thing. Awesome. Awesome. So um, Kelsey, now as you have been given the opportunity, right, to continue to grow, right? You said you started as an administrative assistant, right? And then you went into business development. Now you are the national business development manager for Annie Mac. And so as you were raising the bar, uh, what were some of your thoughts? Uh, what were some of your internal conversations with yourself as you were exposing and allowing yourself to be vulnerable to either fail or succeed? I think there's a, there's a sense of guilt and can, that can sometimes come along with, okay, if I'm not working 8, 10, 11, 12 hours a day, I would start to put a lot of guilt on myself and realizing that over time you could put in a ton of work in, in three hours and get more done in a day than you could working eight, nine, 10 hours a day. So for me, I think the challenge, there's this uh, thing I heard on a podcast called imposter syndrome. And I think people suffer from feeling like maybe they're not living up to people's expectations, maybe the world on social media that people put out what their lives are like, maybe they don't always feel that way on the inside. So I think that people look up to some people on social media as these like, not icons, and I'm not saying people think that about me, but what I mean is you paint- Influencers. Influencers, yeah. Yeah. You put these, you put this uh, message out and these visions out, and I always wanted to make sure that I was- being as disciplined as I could be, protecting my brand and my identity, really building authentic, real, genuine relationships and protecting the space and time that it takes to do that. So where I think I personally struggled was making sure I was living up to my own expectations that I was putting out into the world. Awesome. You have anything else? I'm actually, I'm actually curious. Earlier, you said when you jumped in and kind of you were figuring things out. And since part of this show is about closing, I kind of want to talk about the technique that you described when you were on LinkedIn and social medias using the copy paste technique. And then you switched to maybe a more natural, friendlier approach, something that you would do if you were, you know, face to face with people, you were more engaging, you were sending video messages, which I'm a huge component when we're talking about sales techniques in incorporating video messages. Can you talk a little bit about that conversion, how it was in the beginning with the copy paste 
And then when you started adding a much more personal touch with video? That's a great question. Yeah, it is. Um, so people, yeah, people really want to feel like they, they either know you when they're interacting with you on a personal level. Um, and I'm not saying knowing the, the issues and drama or things that are going on in your life that's personal, but I'm saying what you believe in, what your morals are, what you stand for. And when I started branding and not just spitting out features and benefits and widgets, it became more about following the messages that I was portraying. And as people every day are trying to relate to the grind, at least people in sales or just anybody in their work field that's a working mom, a working dad, that's got 10 other million things on that to-do list, um, we want to feel like we're not alone in it. And when you're out there portraying and documenting your life as you are failing, having success, failing again and failing again, (laughs) people seem to really latch on to you because it's like, wow, I can actually relate to this person. And then they feel like they're not alone. So I guess to answer your question, my technique was really making, doing my research, making sure that I was really calculated and very direct with my approach in contacting somebody and not talking about me and what I want, but talking about them and learning and spreading education. I think masterminding and becoming a subject matter expert um, is one of the best ways you can position yourself in your business. People are naturally drawn to knowledge. Knowledge is power. Absolutely. That along with authenticity and just really caring about the person on the other end, I think that it's the key to really engaging, right? And and, um, just, right, and just taking yourself um, more than just trying to sell them or tell them, like you said, all the, all the gadgets and all the great stuff and whatnot. It, it's really just what's, you know, it's always what's in it for me. If you think about it, everybody meaning on the other end, when you're talking to somebody and our subconscious mind, it's always like, well, what's in it for me sort of thing. And so when you make it about them, uh, well, it's about you right now, sort of things subconsciously. So, um, Kelsey, now before we let you go, I am so grateful that you took the time, especially now that you're moving and um, all this craziness is going on. And uh, but, what would be your definition of confidence, and how do you build on confidence? I should have known you'd be closing with me with some question like that. <laughs> All right. How do I define confidence? Um, Confidence is, is in my opinion, when you're looking in the mirror, you love that person that's looking back at you. Um, I'm not saying that your imperfections, you know, don't exist. You have to fall in love with those imperfections. We all have major weaknesses and we all have little weaknesses. And I don't care what on the end of the spectrum they're on, you got to embrace all of them. So when you're able to transform your weaknesses into your strengths, that, in my opinion, is the greatest confidence of all. Awesome. What was the second part of your question? (laughs) How do you tap into your confidence? How do I tap into it? Yeah. Well, I look in the mirror. No, I'm kidding. I would say that I try to really define my weaknesses. Um, I'll spend once a month reflecting, um, business and personal, and see if I hit my goals that I set out for myself. And I set micro goals. I don't set grandiose goals where 
that'll take me a year, five years to, to meet. I will actually set goals that are micro goals that I can break down into small activities. And if you do them consistently, we all know we'll reach them. So for me, it's a matter of analyzation and self-diagnosing and figuring out if I do this, I'll get X outcome and restructure those weaknesses and slowly turn them into my strengths. Awesome. Awesome. One more thing, because if I was listening, I would want to know how do you uh, set those micro goals? Like, what does that look like? If I asked uh, right now, listening to, to you through this podcast, how can I start applying that? What are the steps? So I guess I could relate it to fitness. Let's say I want to run a half marathon in four months. So through that, you know, I need to map out what my exercises are going to look like, how long I need to run on the treadmill, how I'm going to build my strength endurance, what I'm going to eat that day and break it down weekly instead of in those four months, this is what I'm going to eat every day. This, that's not realistic. Life happens. Um, you get stuck traveling and all you can do is stop at a Chick-fil-A, <laughs> you know, and, and end of the day, you just have to be um, self-forgiving and, and flexible. Um, but I would say if you're taking any goal, you just want to list all the action steps it's going to take for you to get there. And also as a tip, try to lead with evidence. So, you know, as evidence by um, being able to send a photo on Facebook or post a photo on Facebook that I was at the gym at this time, time stamp it if you want to get crazy <laughs> and uh, hold yourself accountable. Get, a, get an accountability buddy. Have somebody that knows your goals and can check in with you. I love that. And as you're talking about micro goals, you know, it's, it's reminding me of Atomic Habits, which is an amazing book that I still have not finished reading. Uh, don't remember the author's name, but highly, highly recommended. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. As you know, I think that every day we have to wake up and choose to meet right, to implement the goals that we've set. And it's easier to accomplish them if we break them down, like you say, on a weekly basis, right? We're measuring ourselves weekly and it's not like a whole month or a year ahead. So that's amazing. Thank you so much, Kelsey. I really, really, again, appreciate you. And um, I know that this is just the beginning, although it's been like set six years for you in the making here at Animac, if not more. Uh, but just super excited to see where this journey is going to lead us. And um, I know we'll be connected, sister. So um, yeah. super excited. It's Thank been a you. blessing. Thank you for having me, both of you. Um, super cool what you guys are doing and keep extending that reach. It's going to inspire a lot of people. Awesome. Kev? The books that you guys mentioned, The Speed of Trust is Stephen Covey. Thank you. <laughs> and Atomic Habits is from James Clear. Thank you. That is an amazing book. If you haven't read it, I really, really recommend it. Miss Kelsey, we'll let you get back to unpacking and organizing and enjoying the rest of your weekend. We're not unpacking yet. Packing. Oh, you're packing <laughs> to go. I thought you were already in the no house. It's all a big old mixture. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. Bye. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Confident Closers. We hope you gleaned some insight and find a way to take action and make a positive change in your life today. Not tomorrow. Not someday. 
Now is the time. Learn about Anna Maria's latest projects and get social on Facebook at Confidence Closers, on Instagram at The Confident Closer. Until next time, keep that chin up, walk tall, and support the women in your life to do the same. Because together, we are strong. Thanks for listening.